This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. back on raspberry lemonade today we have a very special guest one of our first lady guests yes we finally got a lady on the podcast <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself how are you doing today hello everyone my name is joanna segoviano i'm the owner and founder of viano decor home staging company it's la's number one and favorite home staging company and we're just so excited to be here today Awesome, man. It sounds like you've done this before. Have you been on a <laughs> podcast before? I love public speaking. And yes, I've been on a podcast before. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of that's exactly how we found you. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. And uh, let's get right into it. Tell sure. us a little bit about yourself and your business. What do you guys do exactly? Yeah. So again, my name's Joanna. I'm the owner of Viano Decor Home Staging. Viano is a part of my last name. My last name is Segoviano. Uh, growing up, a lot of people couldn't really pronounce Segoviano. So in, mm. in my mind for a long time, I always had this vision of Viano, like, oh, it sounds so cool. Like Gucci, Versace, Viano. <laughs> yeah, so it does have that. When it, when it had the chance to um, build and start my business, I already knew what was going to be the name. So I own a home staging company and we decorate houses for sale. We make sure that we transform these places and make them look so beautiful so that buyers can feel really enticed and inspired to submit an offer. And that in return helps the seller sell their home for more money and in less time. There you go. So how, how important would you say that is when it comes to like the selling of a home? Yeah, I honestly, I think home staging is the best investment a homeowner can make it makes a huge difference it really brightens up a place and according to the national association of realtors i mean stage properties always sell for more money typically sell for more money in less time and i mean who doesn't want more money so that's true yeah, the numbers are there. It definitely makes a difference. And even if you ask anybody in general, when they walk into a staged property versus a vacant property, big difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it totally works. And, of course, I'm being a little biased, but I think <laughs> everyone should definitely stage their property if, they're, if it's up for sale. Yeah, and, I mean, even if you are a little, quote-unquote, biased, I mean, obviously it works, right? Because you build a whole business around it. Yes. Yeah. So it started off as a hobby. I didn't really think it was going to be a business like it is today. I think right now we're staging anywhere from 25 to 35 houses a month, which wow. okay. adds up to about 300 a year. And um, I mean, I had no idea I was ever going to transform into this kind of business. I thought it was going to be a side gig, something that I was going to be doing on the side, maybe on the weekends. And nope, it turned out to be uh, something much more than that. And that's because I think nowadays with HDTV shows and Instagram and Pinterest, a lot of people are really loving the idea of decorating their houses and making it look very cute and cozy. Yeah. 
So Definitely. it's something that's also trending, and I think it's just really working for us, and it transformed into a whole business. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I've seen well, your guys' work, and it's it has that very aesthetic feel to it. Like yeah. Like Instagrammable, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally know, uh, understand where you're coming from with that. And uh, I can see why a lot of people like it and, and also why it helps with the sale of the home. Because um, personally, I sometimes have a hard time kind of picturing how things would look like mm-hmm. unless it's either have like a mock-up of some sort or sure. it's literally in front of me. Yes. Right. So I'm sure that helps too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. All right. So let's talk about a little bit about the early days of your company. Yeah. And how did you even go about starting a staging business? Did you even know what that was? Like, I didn't know that was no. a thing. <laughs> Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we want to kind of take it way back, I had just graduated from college. I had... I was working for, back then, she was supervisor Gloria Molina. She's a politician in L.A. I met her at my graduation. So I was graduating from San Diego State University. I was one of the keynote speakers. And she was a keynote speaker, like our guest keynote speaker. And I was giving, like, you can say an inspirational speech to the graduating class. And it must have really captivated uh Gloria Molina's attention because after the graduation, her assistant approached me and said, hey, you know, Gloria Molina wants to talk to you. Oh, man. I'm like, sure. (laughs) So she's like, hey, Joanna, you're in San Diego. Uh, You should move up to L.A. and come work with me. And I said, you know what? Um, Sure. Like, let's do it. Because in my in my speech, my graduation speech, I said that I wanted to be the the mayor of L.A. one day. I don't know if I still want to do that now, but back then it was definitely something that I talked a lot about. And um, so I included that in my speech and she was just really inspired by me, Latina, East L.A., um, graduating from San San Diego State University, cum laude, great honors, high GPA. So it must have really attracted her attention. So she offered me a, a job. I accepted it. I moved back to L.A., and I, and I participated in that job opportunity just for the summer because I was going to start my graduate program, master's program at UCLA that fall. So it was just supposed wow. to be like a, like a summer job. Yeah. But then she offered me another opportunity to become one of like the, not founders, but to really start up a new nonprofit organization, which is now called the Wellness Center at the old General Hospital in Boyle mm. Heights. And it was just a great opportunity. And she's like, hey, you know what? Like, you can come and work for me full time. And um, I think you'd be a great asset to our team. But I was nervous because that meant that I wasn't going to be able to go to UCLA. Uh, so I had to make a really, really big decision there. I'm like, should I go to UCLA and get my master's? Or should I work for Gloria Molina, which is a politician? And she's potentially my my door to politics one day. Right. So after, like, so much thinking and debating and getting feedback from my family i decided to defer my enrollment at ucla and go with and work for gloria molina wow, that must have been a tough decision it was right? because i'm a nerd at heart and i had a scholarship um it was a really cool dual program where i could get my master's and phd in i think three years or four years which traditionally takes much longer than that and i was going to get grants and 
it was it was a really great opportunity. So it was definitely. A, yeah, it was a big decision for me, but I just had to go with my gut feeling. And my gut feeling said no, kind of like pursue this this um, path here. Mm-hmm. So I worked for her for a year. But then again, my gut feeling was telling me, like, you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're going to be a business owner. Like, you were meant for that. Like, you were born for it. Like, I've known since I was a kid that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like, okay. I've it's in my blood. I was at a networking event. It's called NAREP, actually, a National Association of Hispanic Realtors, something like that. And, um, Everyone but I was, write that down. I've never heard about no, that. No, NAREP? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're great. It's a great organization. You should look into it. All right. Well, I got inv- I was invited to a NAREP event to listen to their keynote speaker for an event they were having. I had no idea that NAREP has to do with realtors and lenders and the real estate industry. So one of my girlfriends calls me and she's like, hey, Joanna, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm at this event called NAREP. Apparently, it's like a realtor event. She's like, oh, my God, Joanna, I think you'd be a great realtor. If you ever want to be a realtor, I know the perfect office that you can join. And I'm like, realtor, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But that kind of planted a seed in my head. A couple months later, I got my real estate license and I started selling properties. I realized I was really good at it wow. because I think I can sell anything. <laughs> you could give me pencils or gum. I can sell it. All right. So within my first six months of being licensed, I probably sold like six houses one a month and you can ask my colleagues it was crazy I was just so good at it and then it was time for my sister to sell her house and one of my colleagues that was training me at that time he's like hey you know your sister seems very particular her and her husband they want to get top dollar for their home I think in order for them to reach that amount they really need to stage their property I'm like wait what and they're like yeah they should stage their home to get top dollar because it sounds like they're very um adamant about that and i'm like what's staging i'm like you don't know what staging i'm like i've never heard of that term they're like well staging is when you decorate a house for sale and it makes it look like a model home i'm like okay tell me more and he's like tell your sister to call this stager her name's marie give her ask her for a quote and she'll go and stage it for you I give my sister the stager's name. Her name is Marie, and she stages my sister's house. And when I previewed my when I previewed my sister's house when it was staged, wow, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "What kind of business is this? This is amazing. I love it. This looks easy, quote unquote." Tell me more. Yeah. So when I walked into my sister's house, that was the first time I was exposed to a, t- a staged home. That was the first time that I got to see like what it entails and I was inspired immediately. So it was like a seed that was planted in my head, mm. and it, but it wasn't until a year later that I acted upon that seed. Okay. And that's kind of how it started. It started in 2017 and every single year we've just been staging 50 to a hundred houses more every single year. That is crazy. Like <laughs> I know. One, one decision, one crucial decision, you know, because you had to decide what you were going to do. Literal fork in the road. The path you decided to take led to where you are now. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, like, what if I would have decided to go to, go to UCLA? Mm-hmm. Where would my life be at now? Right. I would probably be a researcher or a professor because that's what I wanted to pursue um, initially or be working for a politician. I have no idea. But my gut was telling me, you're going to be a business owner and you need to follow your gut. There you go. The importance of following your gut. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Big time. 
Now, you also mentioned, and this is a perfect segue to kind of the next part that I like to ask the guests. You mentioned that you, since you were a very little girl in your blood, you felt that you were an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Now, tell us about that. Like, tell us about your upbringing and like where you came from and like why you say that it's in your blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ever since I was a kid, I totally like I just knew already. I was like, I'm going to. Well, when I was a kid, I would say, I know I'm going to be great and I know I'm going to be a business owner and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to have a great life and I'm going to live in abundance and I'm going to live in so much happiness. Like I, like I almost knew. So it was crazy. But when I was a kid, um, I grew up in East L.A. in a two bedroom, one bath home with five siblings and two parents, and three cousins, <laughs> and um, my dad worked a lot, 12-hour shifts, 14-hour shifts, I didn't really see him, he's a truck driver, and my mom, she worked part-time cutting hair, and part-time taking care of us, I just felt like I couldn't really ask my parents for anything, I couldn't ask them to buy me shoes for school, I couldn't ask them to buy me clothes, to buy me candies, to buy me anything, not because I couldn't, I just felt like there's so many of us like yeah. it's so selfish of me to ask them to buy me something. So I felt that at a young age, I had to really just start working for my money. So what I did is I asked my parents to buy me Mexican candies and in Spanish it's called al mayoreo. Yes. So we bought them in bulk yeah. and then I would sell them individually outside my house. Nice. And I would set up a little table and I would sell candies and I used to make bank like, I remember... You were how old at this point? I was definitely in elementary school, so I would say I'm between seven to nine years old. Wow. And I'm selling candies, and I'm really good at it. And you have people passing by, and I don't know if it's just to support me, or I've just always been a lucky girl. I've always had people support me and buy for me. So it came to a point where even my siblings, for my birthday, they got me, they got me a cute little safe to put my money away uh. and a little <laughs> register. And I, I started learning about profit. Like, okay, if you're going to buy this box of candy for $3 and you sell them each at 50 cents, you're going to make $7. That's a $4 mm -hmm. profit. Mm -hmm. But you have to reinvest back into your business. You got to buy more candies to keep up with the supply and demand. Yeah. So these are all things I kind of just learned from selling candies. And then I decided to take it to the next level and start selling candies and chips at school too. You were one of those. Yes, we've, I was we've one of talked those. to a few of, the, of your kind <laughs> yes, on this podcast. <laughs> I would want to be walking around with the backpack selling chips and candies, and I was just a little hustler. And um, but I definitely did want to take things to the next level, so I started working for a taquero. And again, I'm in middle school, working for a taquero on the weekends and the evenings. After school, I would go and help them out. I would flip the tortillas, and we would go to parties. That was my little duty, flipping the little tortillas, a little 11, 12-year-old girl. I did that until this kid in middle school named Alex. Uh-oh. Do we like Alex or no? No. Oh, we don't like Alex. Okay. He was at one of the parties that I was catering at, and he saw me, and he recognized me. He's like, <gasps> Joanna? That's you? And I got so embarrassed because I was so smelly and so sweaty. Uh, no. And the next day at school, Alex had the audacity to be like, tacos, tacos. If anybody wants tacos, call Joanna. And I got so embarrassed, I quit my job on the spot. Uh, but then yeah. I went and I, I got a job at Guess at the outlet stores in the Citadel. Oh. So I've been working my entire life ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Always. And I was always really good at saving my money. So I think... For me, 
it was just building my foundation to who I am now. And aside from that, I excelled in academics. I was always a straight A student, no matter whether it was elementary school, middle school, high school, college. I gave it my all in college because naturally, for some reason, I just love school. I love reading. I love being a nerd. I love being my best. So I was a hustler. I was a nerd at day and a hustler at night. (laughs) And it was just that. (laughs) And um, that's a deadly combo right there. Yeah. <laughs> so when it was time for me to apply to college and I got accepted to a couple of colleges, I knew San Diego State was going to be the one for me. And I was like, all right, I used uh, San Diego State as really a platform for me to grow intellectually, academically. I did a lot of awesome stuff in college. It had to do with my upbringing, which is not that many resources, born and raised in East L.A., couldn't ask my parents for anything, and I worked for everything, my shoes, my clothes. I bought my first everything that you can think of. Uh, yeah, the only time I probably got something was in my birthday or yeah. Christmas. But other than that, I worked for it. That's a crazy story. Yes. Yeah. Damn, Alex. <sighs> If you're out there, Alex, like, thank you for thank that. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> thank you. I bet you ain't CEO of nothing. I'm yeah. just kidding, Alex. No, no. We, we, we still love Alex. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a best. jerk at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need some people like that in your life sometimes. Yeah, they'll, they'll push you to do better things. Yes. I got a job, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't smell like tacos anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. You also mentioned something that I wanted to kind of touch back on. You said how... From a, a you know, little girl, you realize that you have to work for your money, mm-hmm. right? But at some point, I assume there was a bit of a shift, right? Yep. When did that shift happen where you were like, okay, it's cool that I can make my own money. Yeah. But how do I do this in a way that I don't have to constantly be like doing something and still make money? So, I mean, I don't really share this story a lot because I feel like it's in the past... I don't want to talk about it anymore. It already happened. But before I owned my whole staging business, I did own another business for a very Um. brief period of time. It was only like six months. And what it was is two realtors created a real estate team. Mm. And they loved my work ethic. They loved my hustle. They invited me to be their partner. So now there's three of us that own this real estate team and we were partners 33.33% each. And even though I owned that business for such a short amount of time and things ended up going sour between all three of us, I learned so much from one of those mentors. And I believe that that's the reason why he crossed my path. Mm. And the number one thing he taught me was, Joanna, are you focusing on money-making activities? And he would drill me and he would make me list all my tasks that I performed that day. And he's like highlighting green, which ones of those were money making activities and which ones can you delegate? Mm. And I learned so much from him. And he taught me about the book, the E-Myth, the entrepreneurial myth, how just because you're good at something like baking, mm-hmm. you're a good baker. doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner. Right. And he taught me a, the difference between working in your business and on your business. Yes. And he, I just feel like he taught me all my fundamentals. And even though him and my other business partner broke my heart and prompted me to really start my staging company, it was the best thing that, that could have happened to me. And in summary, what happened is that we were partners for three months. And he was teaching me all the basics that he knew about 
business and he's incredible. I'm sure he's doing, he's killing it wherever he's at. He's doing amazing because he's just smart like that. But one day uh, they took me into a conference room and they said, in summary, in short, you're not good enough. Ouch. You don't have what it takes to be a business owner. You have an employee mindset. I think it's best if you leave the partnership. It wow. hurt my feelings so much. I cried for probably two weeks straight because I was a perfectionist, graduated cum laude from college, yeah. uh, hustler. Like no one's ever said that to me that I'm not good enough for something, especially to own a business. Because I've known I've known since I was a kid that I was going to own a business. Mm-hmm. It hurt my feelings. But it was surprisingly the best thing that ever happened to me in my life because after they gave me that news, I was crying like a baby. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't even breathe. That's how bad it was. I was like, (sighs) like, I just, I think I was having a panic attack because I thought that was going to be my business. I thought that's where it was going to take me to my riches and my glory and my wealth and my abundance. But I was way off. (laughs) totally and um and i remember i couldn't sleep i just get up i'm going for a run and i'm like god please please help me help me i can't breathe i can't breathe like i feel terrible what do i do and he goes start a home staging company i'm like what start a home staging company again this was after the experience of my sister like that had just planted the seed Uh, but i wasn't really thinking about it but this had to happen for me to be like, I'm going to start my staging company and I'm going to show my half what it takes to be a business owner. And I'm going to do it in five years. And I'm going to build a seven-figure company. Anyway, so that had to happen. Like, my heart had to get broken in order for me to be an owner of a home staging company. Mm-hmm. But even though it hurt my feelings, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to work side-by-side side with him because he taught me all my fundamentals, which is, You can either be an employee, you could be self-employed, you could be a business owner, or you could be an investor. And when you're on this side of the cash flow quadrant, you're delegating, you're leveraging your team's time, effort to gain some investment and business. And that's what I've created. Mm -hmm. I've owned a home staging company for five years. In those five years, we've staged over a thousand houses. Of those a thousand houses, me personally, Joanna Segoviano, I've only staged maybe six by myself maybe what am i doing during the during the day i don't know i'm just kidding no you're doing everything i'm doing business development i'm doing marketing but i from the beginning i understood the power of delegation teaching others how to do what you're good at and delegating it so i can go to the bahamas for a whole month sip on pina coladas dip my feet in the sand And my business can continue to grow, flourish, Mm -hmm. and thrive because I created it right from the beginning to not depend on me. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Because of that awesome mentor that broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Much love if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) You you know know who who you are. are. (laughs) (laughs) I respect you. Yeah. You hurt me, but I respect you. I'm curious. Have you guys worked together at all? No, we never spoke again. Uh, Never. Would he you deleted me from a, Facebook. Uh, I think I'm sure he blocked me. Yeah. He's her. I should be the one her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who broke my heart. But um, It almost sounds like a like a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was a married man with yeah. a family, and I was just a young, 
I think he just probably saw himself in me and he mm. wanted to like take me under his wing and be like, man, this girl's awesome. Like she has potential. She's going to be something big one day. Yeah. And, but you know, it just didn't work out and it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Worked out for the best. Right. Yeah. A lot of the times, I think maybe all of the time, if you're in the process of trying to do something mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out, it's usually because you have to go a different direction yes. or pivot some way. You do probably don't even see the answer at the time, mm-hmm. but it ends up being way better than, you know, if you would have kept trying to go the other way. Yeah. And I remember, again, I was a little, my heart was a little broken during that period. And everyone in that real estate industry was aware of the situation in our circle because it was kind of a big deal. Mm. And I remember one of my colleagues approached me. She said, Joanna, it had to end that way. It had to end ugly. It had to end brutal. I'm like, what? Why? She said, because sometimes in life, you need to burn all your ships Mm -hmm. to really see what's ahead. If you guys would have ended it like nice and friendly and dandy, I think you would have been wiggling back and forth, like one foot in, one foot out. What am I doing? Versus it ended so terrible that your fuel and your passion forced you to create something bigger and better and and stronger. So it was worth it. Yeah. All those tears. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not now, tears of joy. I hope. When you're yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, tears of joy. All right. Well, that's actually kind of a terrible way to transition this because this is a part of the podcast where I like to ask the guests about a sour story. Uh huh. You kind of touched on that. And that was gonna be my sour story. No, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, look, I I have a wonderful boyfriend now, and but I've I've dated, you know guys before then but i've never really gotten my heart broken like i did in that partnership situation like literally my heart felt like it was aching Uh. my stomach was in knots i couldn't even breathe i was sleeping i was crying to sleep it was just so painful which if you now that i think about it i'm like joke you're being you know dramatic (laughs) now that i hear myself you know but i I, it was just, I think it was painful because since I knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur one day and I knew I was going to be a business owner, I thought that was it. Mm, I thought that gotcha. was my vehicle. I thought that was my baby. I yeah. thought that was my road to success. And yeah. I was like, oh, how cool. I'm going to make 250000 a year and I'm going to have the house of my dreams and I can travel and I can drive my cool car. And... When they said, no, you can't be a part of this. I'm like, <gasps> Just what? Your dreams were shattered. My dreams were shattered. Like, okay, I guess maybe I'm meant to, I don't know, work at a job. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I can see what's out, what else is out there for me. So I think it was more of that. Like, I was putting all my hopes and dreams in that vehicle. Mm. So it wasn't just what they said. It was just what it meant to me. Yeah, exactly. And, and now that I'm, you know thankfully to God, I have the success that I have now. I'm like, whoa, girl, you were thinking too small, like 250,000. <laughs> Come on, girl. Like you're thinking way too small. Uh, how about we talk about the sweet story then? Yeah. Um, what's something that so far mm-hmm. you know, you've been in this business. You said you've had it for five years, right? Yeah. In the past five years, what's one of the m- more outstanding sweet stories where it's like, ah, this is why I do what I do or kind of like a, this has been worth it type of feeling, that type of story. Like, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. Well, just to see our growth is amazing, right? Uh, to be growing and growing and 
God willing, I, you know, I should be ending the year strong. And that means I built a seven figure company in five years. I'm very proud of that. But I think my sweet story is the people I get to work with and just seeing the beautiful people they're becoming. Mm. They're transforming into these. I'm talking specifically about the girls in my team, these badass women. They own it. They're leaders. They're executors. They see a, va- a place. They envision it. And wh- what what makes me so happy about all that is that one of them probably would still be working at Denny's. Another one would probably still be working at T-Mobile. Mm. The guys on my team, they're probably still have you know your typical warehouse job where they're not appreciated. Yeah. So it just gives me so much joy when I have my employees tell me like, "Oh my gosh, Joanna, you're the best boss I've ever had." Like, you buy us snacks and you don't even have to provide hot Cheetos for us and you get a Starbucks on Friday sometimes and you buy us Juan Pollo when we do good and you're always looking out for us and you're so cool. Like that to me means much more. Yeah than my tremendous growth because that means I'm inspiring. I'm uplifting. Now, don't get me wrong. I do yell at them sometimes and I do crack <laughs> the whip because I'm, I'm a business owner. Bottom line is important to me as well. Yeah. But just seeing my teammates grow and everyone that goes in and out of my company, even the ones I have left, if you were to bump into them to the street, I promise you they're going to say great things about me because they make sure they leave on a good note. Like, I just want to tell you that you're the best boss I've ever had. I'm leaving because there's another opportunity here, but you were so good to me and God's going to bless you because you're a good person and you're always looking out for us. And I think that's what I'm passionate about. Yes, I love to grow. Yes, we love to stage. Yes, we love our clients, but I love my teams the most, yeah. my teammates the most. Uh, and I really appreciate them. And I know that I'm not out there in the trenches, staging in the heat, in the rain, in the sun. I'm not right. the one lifting. I'm not the one running around. I'm the one that's just sending the agreements, acquiring the clientele, booking them. It might be seem easy, but honestly, I think it's the hardest part of the job. Oh, for Business sure. development. It really yeah. is. You're, you're making the basically business, you know, exist. Thank you. <laughs> yes. If yeah. I'm bringing the clients, there is no there's business. There's no work. And if there's no business, there's no work. And if there's no work, you don't have a job. So yeah. I think I do have one of the hardest jobs. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the sweetest story about all of this is just seeing my team grow. And because I do have a real estate background, my biggest dream for them is to position them where they can buy their own house or their condo or their own real estate. So wonderful. My teammates. Oh, that's Hands so down. sweet. That's so sweet of you to say that. Yeah. I'm sure they appreciate it. Make sure they listen to this so that they can feel, feel even more appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I make sure they know they're appreciated. Awesome. Often. Awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate a lot of, well, maybe it's because it's, you know, bigger businesses and as a business becomes very big, it's very easy for kind of, unfortunately, neglect some of the workers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? But you've managed to have a, a pretty good team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a good size mm-hmm. and you're able to do that. Right? Yeah. You're able to still keep up with them, show them that you care. Mm-hmm. And that in turn, I'm sure... Like they give you the best of themselves. Yes. Right. And if it can, if I can add, there's a ton of girls and guys that approach me that want to start the same business as I do. And they think it's just about decorating and putting cute pillows here and hanging cute artwork. 
Honestly, it's much more than that. And it's really having the wisdom, the skills, the leadership to manage people. And I mean, personally, what I'm going to take away is learning to delegate oh. from the beginning. Oh, yes. Because, yeah, I, I was thinking back to I, I had started, you know, little ventures here and there before. And I'm like, I, that's where I went wrong. Mm. <laughs> I was way too involved in everything yeah that i wasn't able to mm-hmm. make it grow i wasn't able to be like step back and be like hmm, why you know why do this ad work why mm-hmm. did that ad work as opposed to then kind of concentrating on that and really ma- uh, building and, and growing the business which yep. is the biggest thing yeah that's yeah. all i do business development 24 7 yeah awesome i did want to ask you something because like i said in the beginning you're one of our first female guests what is something or a message that you want to tell all the females out there? You know, especially the ones that are like, you know, I don't want to leave my job, maybe start my own thing. Yeah. Or, you know, especially the ones that have that type of mentality. Yeah. You know, I, after being a business owner for five years and of a thriving company, I've come to realize that sometimes as a woman, you do get a little underestimated, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you look like me, small, petite, um, <laughs> you know. Chiquita pero picosa, yes. so watch out. <laughs> and, and it's funny because um, I feel like as professionals, I try to be sometimes, sometimes I could come off a little hood and I get it. It's just, you know, it's a part of me. I mean, that's where you came from. Yeah, right. yeah. So, you know, when you're working in areas like Beverly Hills, West L.A., I'm like, Joe, be professional, mm-hmm. show up with your blazer, you know, <laughs> your A-game. So I think sometimes as a woman, you get uh, underestimated or uh, people like kind of like to provide a lot of excuses like, well, women have children, so, you know, they can take it easier. Women can't handle as much as a guy or I wonder, like, if if a woman raises her voice, oh, that's disrespectful. But if a man raises his voice, like, oh, he's just being assertive. Mm. But if a woman raises her voice, oh, she's being feisty. Yeah. You know, so what, I, what, what I'm saying is just, I would say, first of all, you can do it. Second of all, we are built for this. I really do think so. So we are made to transform, to give life, to mm-hmm. give, to nourish, to uplift. And... I think we're very powerful creatures and we just have to believe in us. Sometimes you don't yeah. need your husband or your significant other or your mom or your dad to believe in you. You just need to believe in you. Yeah. Because for me, no one, I don't know if anyone believed in me, but for the most part, I believed in me. I put all my chips on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust where I'm going. So believe in yourself. You don't need approval or permission from anybody else. Grab that from within. And if you have the power to give birth to children, you have the power to give birth to a business. <laughs> and Ooh, you can create nice. it. And you can uplift it. Just to give you an example, I've been petite my whole life. And I recently hired a gym trainer. And I said, look, I've been petite my whole life. I just want to, like, not bulk up, but I want to tone up. And I want to gain some weight. And I want to feel good. And he tells me, Joanna, if you can build your business, you can build your body. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I love that. That's your motto right yeah, there. Yeah, if you can build your business, you can build your body. And I thought to myself, like, woman, if you can create and give birth and raise a child, you can raise a business and you can build a business and you can create something because you, you were built for that. As a woman, you were built to create it, it could be a child, it could be a business, it could be something you're passionate about. So I would say there's no limitations. 
And if anyone gives you any, you keep on pushing through. Because let me tell you, even though I have a successful business and things are going amazing for me, I cry at least once a week. And I want to throw in the towel at least once a week. Oh, man. <laughs> and I want to quit on my business yeah, once a week. It like does a, get hard. I Trust bet. me. Yeah. It does. All the time. And Instagram's never going to show you those bad moments or those low moments or those moments where you feel like quitting. Never. No one really talks about it. Yeah. But I feel like that at least once a week. Every single week. Wow. Especially this year in 2022 because we're growing so much and growing hurts. Growing pains. Yeah. Yes. They're real. It, they're so real. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, can I retire already? <laughs> I, I buy real estate on the side just as my plan B. I'm like, oh, in case I sell my business one day, I'm just going <laughs> to live off my rentals. But it's is it going to be hard? Yes. Are people going to hurt your feelings? Yes. Someone just hurt my feelings yesterday. I cried about it. But guess what? I got up today and I made it happen. I showed up. Mm. I... I don't give excuses. I just make it happen. So have a strong mindset and it's okay to cry and it's okay not to have it together, but just get back up and do it again and do it again and do it again until you make it happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you just gave me permission to cry. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> crying is healthy. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Men yeah. and women. Let it all out. Let yeah. it all out. And then no. afterwards, just go get back in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I give myself, you know, a couple of minutes to feel sorry for myself. I'm like, oh, the client yelled at me because I put silver accessories in a bathroom that has brass pictures. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she hurt my feelings. Okay. But get back up. She was right. Why mm. am I putting silver accessories in a bathroom that has brass fixtures and i learned something new today there you go yeah yeah it's all process everything is a lesson yeah and yeah you have a great mindset thank you and my dad always tells me no pasas de morirte it means you know you're not gonna gonna get that yeah it's not gonna kill you so (laughs) i'm just like oh you're so right dad like i mean yeah we're at the last part of the podcast and I find or I have found that some of the guests feel like this is the hardest question, which I find it hilarious. But I'm going to ask you. Yeah. If you had one song, like kind of like a, your current sound, you know, life's soundtrack. Yeah. One song that you had to choose that you're like, this is this is kind of how I'm feeling right now. This is how life's going or whatever. Like it's very open ended and maybe that's why it becomes hard. Right. But if you had to choose one song. It would, it be? Be, I actually do have a song. It's my at bat song, and it would be Vivir Mi Vida by Mark Anthony. Ooh. Yeah, so it's So I love that song because, like my business coach said, you have two decisions every single day. You want to live an easy life or you want to live the hard life. And I want to live the easy life. So when I come up, you know, with a fire pops up or a challenge, I'm like, Joanna, you want your easy life or you want your hard life? Easy life or hard? <laughs> easy life. All right. What's the fire? X, Y, C, that's your solution. What's your problem? X, Y, C, that's your solution. Are you complaining about something? Okay. Before you complain, go ahead. You can vent, but make sure you approach me with a solution. Mm. I don't want a hard life. Mm. So I'm teaching those around me. If you're going to be complaining about something, please approach me with the solution right after because yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Right. So I've really learned to live my life, vivir mi vida, live yeah. my life. What does that mean? I filter my thoughts, what's coming in on this side and how it's coming out on that side. Like, ooh, that's a negative thought. Ooh, go back, go back. Discipline, discipline. I don't like how that sounds. 
the people around you, sometimes you don't have, you can't really dictate like what they're going to say, how they're going to make you feel. But I'm like, okay, look, you approach me with this problem or with this fire moving forward. If you're going to approach me with something, please make sure you approach me with the solution. Mm. And then if you really can't think of a solution, then come and approach me. Yeah. And I do my best to just live an easy life. Not That's take myself good. so seriously. I like that. I'm going to steal that actually for for personal level <laughs> stuff. Go like, ahead. Live yourself yeah. an easy life. And I like that like when you you know bring up your empl- employees again of how they're going through something or they have something that they can, they're complaining about. That you listen, you know, you hear them out. And that's mm-hmm. also good, I think, as as a boss, because sometimes that's all you really need. Like, you just want to feel heard. You just want to feel uh, appreciated. Yep. And and then after that, I like, guess fine. Yeah, yeah? exactly. Yeah. yeah. One of our company values is speak up. So I encourage nice. them to speak up. And, um, you know, we have our team meetings. All right, everybody, let's start with their wins. What, what worked this week? What, okay. Our challenges. What's not working? Does anybody want to speak up about something? Uh, yes, Joanna. Can you bring more water gallons? I'm like, sure. No I'll bring problem. more water. Done. There <laughs> Done. Right on. Well, Joanna, it's been an amazing pleasure having you on here. Oh, thank you. Uh, loved your story, your mindset, and just like your message for all the ladies out there. I, I'm sure they'll feel, I hope they feel inspired and motivated. Yes. Like, you know, they'll have someone that they can look up to and they're like, you know, she's done it. Shoot, I can do it too. Yes, ladies, yes. if you're listening, buy buildings, not shoes. And remember, you have what it takes to create something big and beautiful and powerful and One, uplifting. A hundred percent. All right, Jenna, where can people find you on social media, online? Where yes. can they find you? Okay, so if you're on Instagram, our handle is at Viano Decor. And if you are looking for a website, it's www.vianodecor.com. And Viano, it's V as in Victor, I-A-N-O. Awesome. And we'll have all that in the description of this episode. Thank you once again for coming on. You're so welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, Can't wait to see how you continue to grow. Yeah, I'm sure I'll still see you around sometime. Yes. And everyone else, have a wonderful day. This has been the Raspberry Lemonade signing off. This is Levi. This is Joanna. Take care, everyone. This has been a Redbird Studio production. We hope you've enjoyed the program.